I'm on. You can hear me. Good morning. If you don't know me, my name's David Ashby. And why am I standing here instead of the minister? Well, our minister's just left. So we're in a period of what we um, Baptists call an interregnum. We've got to try and find ourselves our next minister. <coughs> so in the meanwhile, people like me were taking it in turns to lead the services. So welcome to you here in the room. Welcome to you. Can you see me on your camera? Hello, you Zoomers. And uh, a little bird tells me we've got Jeanette and Brian on the end of this Zoom. You know, they left us a few years to go off down to Yarmouth or wherever you went. Hello, if you're watching, welcome back. Um, and the final thing I was going to say was, although a team of us, six, seven or eight of us, are going to take it in turns to lead the services, we're not just making stuff up the, team, the, point, the topics up as we go along. For the next few weeks, we've adopted the Anglican, I think, they, do they call it electionary? I'm not an Anglican. Electionary? So the Anglican Church gives that the diocese, or wherever it is, gives out all these readings and themes for each week. So we're following the Anglican theme. And it may well be, and if you've been here at half past nine or whether, whenever they had their service this morning, they may well have been talking about um, faith and thankfulness, which is our topic this morning. Anyway, I'm going to sit down there for a little while now. Uh, we're going to enjoy and be challenged by a period of silence, as we were last week. So, Nudrat, would you come and supervise us?
Right, let us now start our worship together. The call to worship, I'd like to just read it together rather than have one person read it. Does it come up, please, the call to worship? Let us uh, read this together. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. That was Psalm 100. Lovely. Now, if you're able, please uh, join me standing up, and we're going to sing our first song. I think you'll know this one. Give thanks to the Lord forever.
tempted? Right, I think it's a tradition in the Anglican services that they always focus on a psalm. Uh, and I think their psalm for today is Psalm 111. So I thought we could do it as our responsive reading thing. We've done this lots of times, haven't we? So there's black and there, oh, there's red and there's black. Yeah, that's right. So I'm the red and you're the black. It won't like that when I wrote it. Uh, so this is Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. Amen. Lovely. Well, um, perhaps now we should uh, enter a period of prayer together prayers of adoration and confession. So, let us pray. <clears throat> Lord God Almighty, Father God, Jesus, the Son of God, Christ Jesus, Holy Spirit, God with us in this room, we turn our thoughts to you in this time of prayer. We come partly in fear, as it just said in that um, psalm, you know, fear is the beginning of the wisdom. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There is no other God that can be compared to you. There is none above you. All authority rests ultimately with you. And one day, we will come before you for judgment. You alone will decide our fate. We come partly in awe. You are eternal, the creator of heaven where since time began you have been worshipped by angels. You are mighty, mighty enough to create the universe, everything in the universe, everything, uh, including us, belongs to you. We come partly in thankfulness. You have provided us with everything we needed to get us to this day in our lives. The air we breathe, the food, the drink, and the clothes that have kept our bodies alive, the family and friends with whom we've enjoyed the good times and who have helped us through the not-so-good times. But above all these things, we thank you for Jesus, that he came and taught us what you're like, taught us the right way. He sacrificed himself on the cross, and through his sacrifice, we can achieve salvation. Wow. We adore you. 
Father God, we adore you. We marvel at the depth of your love and the extent of your grace. We are indeed privileged to be your children, accepted by you, forgiven by you, loved by you. You are holy, beautiful, and full of love. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. But are we holy, beautiful, and full of love? No, dear. Thinking of the last few days, will you forgive us, Father, for the things we have done? and not done? Will you forgive us for the things we've said and not said? Will you forgive us for the lies um, we've lived? And the life we have not lived? <clears throat> Help us in the future to reflect the image of the one we profess to follow in thought, word, and deed, help us, even us, draw the lost into your kingdom. We ask these things that your name may be glorified through our worship and through the service of our lives. Amen. And let's join together in the Lord's Prayer. Let's say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's this day, our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Right, now as I said, uh, the theme today is um, faith and thankfulness. So what I thought I'd do is get out a pen, look at this lovely old technology. No videos and smart stuff up there, a screen, uh, sorry, a flip board. I'm going to put thanks. Just a minute, can we equip my, uh, this is my lady, um, have you got it? I'm going to put thanks down here. Can they see that? It says thanks. Right, so the idea is, I'd like you all to think of something you could be thank thankful for, grateful to God for, for, and it's got to begin with that letter. I'm casting round. I'm always going to give young, youngsters a first go. As I, I can see someone at the back. If you're young, can you think of some, one of those letters? Start thinking about this, everybody, because we've got to fill these letters up with something. Trees. Trees? Brilliant. I would never have thought of that. Yeah, they're lovely, aren't they? And they give out oxygen that we need to breathe. I'll put trees up there. Do you want one more while you're near the mic? Give it one more go. Can you think of another one? Or just that one? No. Okay. Free for all. What you got? Any letter? Health. Health? Yeah. Wow. Looking round at us, that's important, isn't it? Health. This is anything to be thankful to God for. 
today. Today, we've made it. Yeah. Today, it's unique. We've only got this one chance at this Sunday, and then it will be gone. Anybody got any A's and N's and K's? Hello? Well, you'll just have to shout. I think K might be quite difficult. And even though we had four in the bed at 6 a.m., kids, I think, probably. Kids. Something to be thankful for. Yeah. Aren't we grateful when we get them? People can't have children. They lose them young. Yeah. Be grateful for your kids. Anybody got an A, an N, or an S? Just the first thing that comes into your mind. Anticipation. Anticipation. Yes, when it's something that's going to be good. We don't, when it's something bad, we don't want to thank God for that, do we? Anticipation. Do you know what? I know what I put for A. I'm going to tell you anyway. Oh, agility. You know, my knees and hips still work. And there's plenty of folk I know out there about that had to have them done and aren't as agile as you were. So I'm grateful for my agility. N and S. Security. Security. I wonder what type of security you meant. Do you mean your own personal security? Or we know that our future is secure. Sorry? We know that our future is secure. Oh, lovely. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Security for your future. Secu I, there's two other types of security. Yeah, security that we, living in this country, don't face any of the challenges that Christians in other parts of the world face. Yes, that's more like what I was... Security in our faith. That's ditto, that means. He's alive. We survive. Alive, alive. We're alive, yay! Yeah, we are, aren't we? Alive. I was going to add my, just one more while, while you're walking around. You know, security, you know, we're an orderly, I know there's crime, but by and large, you know, it's a safe society to live in. Security, well, I'll put against crime, you know what I mean. Right, sorry, who was at the back? Was that somebody? What's happening? Oh, she's down there, bless her. Strawberries. Strawberries. Lovely, when you're that age. Strawberries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but when you're that age, that, well, even so, actually, that's quite an odd thing to be first come to mind, even for someone that age. But strawberries, who doesn't love strawberries? Got an N. Do you need help with an N? School. I need help with it. I've written down here. The first thing that came to my mind: nurses. If you go in a hospital, aren't they brilliant? All that stuff they know and they care for you. Anybody? Well, anybody want to have a last go or two? Oh, Robert, bless him, he's over there. Okay, kindness. Kindness, yeah. 
Lovely. I'll give you another S, sunshine, because it's so beautiful this morning. Yeah. So we've got one from Brenda on Zoom. Salvation. 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 Wow, yeah, we've just been praying about that. King Charles. Yes, that was my second K. King Charles. You know, in many a country, you don't get transfer of authority and power like us with all pomp and circumstance and peace. And No, they fight over it and there's killing. And Yeah, King Charles. The third. One, two, three. Right. And I'll put him up for you, Jackie. Ken. So there we go. There's so much to be thankful for. <coughs> well, I'm on the script. We, um, you know, if you've got nothing else to be thankful for, when you put your mind to it, loads can come to I mean, that, you were limited there with T-H-A-N-K-S. But, um, you know, no matter what your life's like, there's always plenty to be grateful for, even if it's only for today. Right, I think it's time for a Bible reading from uh, Luke. It's up here, lovely, someone's coming up. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And, and as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, who he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Thank you, Jude. Thank you. Okay, we're going to sing again, if you can, stand, and uh, we're going to sing When I Call on Your Name. Oh, and at the end of this, we'll take up the offering.
Father, very well, let's just um, pray about this offering. Here it is, Father, it's our donation to you, to the work of your kingdom in this area. We lift it up and ask that you bless it. It might just be a few coins and pounds, but in your hands we know that one loaf can feed 5,000. So will you feed 5,000 with this in whatever way you wish to uh, use it? And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, I think it's that time of the service, is it not, where we say, <laughs> well, just a minute, he's got the slide ready, we might as well look. Is it stuck? Hey, we say together, the Lord be with you. Right, we're going to, um, oh no, just a minute, the little girl that likes strawberries is on the way out. It's another song, is it not? I think we're on for another song. Yeah, if you will, uh, please stand again, we're going to have another song and then we'll have our little talk. Thank you for saving me.
waiting. Uh, just before I uh, give my little talk, the, uh, I, a little note was handed to me before the start of the uh, service, and here's something to be grateful for. In the gift month, we've raised 875. You have raised 875. Fantastic. And it says from the treasure here, thank you. So, well done. If, you're, if anybody's missed the boat, it's not too late. I'm sure she'll accept any more if you've... Um, forgot to hand it in for the uh, gift month so far. Anyway, about faith and, faith and thankfulness then, we heard in the reading about these ten lepers, and Jesus healed them, and how many came back and said thank you? Just the one. So why is this story in the Bible? Well, it says something about human nature, doesn't it? Let's be honest. Do we really need it to be instructed by God to be grateful? We shouldn't, because there's, you know, there's reasons why we should be grateful. Firstly, as believers, when we look at, God, at what God has done, and done even for us, thankfulness should be a big part of our response. Of course it should. We don't deserve our salvation. Left to ourselves, we do things and say things uh, wrong. The word the Bible uses for that is um, unrighteousness. We're not right with God. Left to our own devices, we are not right with God. But despite this, God has opened the door to salvation for us through the death of his son, Jesus. If we feel we've uh, nothing else to be thankful for, we should still give God all the credit and glory for what he's done to save us from sin and ultimately from death. And secondly, if we believe that God created the world and everything in it, then it's clear that all the good things we have uh, are from God. If he created everything, the good things must be from him. So um, we shouldn't forget to thank God for them. And when I, uh, I've always run these little talks past my wife Linda, because she vets them for you. She said, well, what about the bad things? Well, we're not going to thank God for the bad things. He doesn't expect us to, but they're not from him. He's given this world, he's created freedom in the world, freedom for Satan to enter the world, and freedom for us to follow Satan if we choose. And, you know, the bad things come about. They're not from God. They're from the fallen world. And you don't have to say thank you for bad things. So, finally, I want to say about this, you know, our willingly given thanks honour God. They don't, God does not get genuine thanks from non-believers. So when they, they do not get genuine thanks. You might get somebody lip service sort of thing, you know, oh, nearly, that was nearly a road traffic accident, or whatever, oh, thank you God for that. Do they mean it? You know, I, I would challenge them. If it's genuine thankfulness, genuinely thankful to God, that honours God, but he doesn't get it normally from non-believers. Anyway, despite these reasons for being thankful, if we're honest, and if I'm honest, there are days when even the most steadfast believers forget to say thank you, maybe forget to say it at all in the day. 
or when we do remember it maybe, we uh, keep that bit of our prayers short because we want to get on with all our list of things that we want God to be sorted out for us. Uh, too often, we, certainly I, am one of the nine lepers rather than the one that came back and said thank you. When I sat down to write this uh, and, and reflected on my experience of faith and my times of remembering to be thankful, I realized there are beneficial side effects from being thankful. And I mean, I don't know where you guys are in your walk at the moment, um, whether you are, do find it easy to sit down and be genuinely thankful to God. But if you've ever had moments of thankfulness, then maybe some of what I'm about to say will resonate with you. And I'm talking about five things. First, <clears throat> being thankful helps us to see God more clearly, who he is and what he's like. You know, if you, with Christmas coming up, you get presents, don't you, from people. Have you, have you ever had this? Someone's put enormous effort into a wrapping a present and it's got lovely little ties around it and bows. You know, and inside, bless them, they brought you a box of chocolates or whatever. That's nice. That's nice. But you open another one and it's all a bit crudely wrapped because the kids aren't very good at wrapping. And inside is just the shirt you want or something that you really wanted. And um, you, can, you don't judge the present by how it's wrapped. You judge it by you know, the meaningfulness of what you've been given. So being thankful um, to God helps us see who he is and what he's like. When you look at his presence, they're brilliant, aren't they? The generous and loving God who has been at work in all the generations prior to us is the same today as he's always been. If he was generous to previous generations, he's going to be generous to us. This is where our call to worship was relevant. Do you remember Psalm 100 at the outset you read with me? Give thanks to God and praise his name for the Lord is good. His loving kindness endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations including ours. Secondly, another side effect of being thankful, God loves humility. And our thankfulness helps keep us humble. It helps us to see more clearly that what we are, we are because of him. So, for example, if you're a teacher and you're married and you've got two children and a comfortable home and what have you, you can thank God for those things. And then a follow-on realization can be that, hmm, so God was probably there when I spotted my husband the other side of the dance floor or whatever, when I happened to turn one more page and saw the job advert. He's been there all along. While you acquired all that stuff, God was in there, you know, sovereign in your life all the while. Part of the way the kingdom, God's kingdom work, works is like this. The thankful believer realizes he, I think she, is not a self-made person and never thinks, look at me, look at what I've done. Thankfulness blocks out pride and arrogance. Now a third thing, struck me, being thankful for what we've got helps us not to covet things. When we think of how uh, many things we already we need, we already have, 
and say thank you to God for them, it stops us being restless about things we'd like to have but don't really need. In my quiet times or in worship when I genuinely feel grateful to God, I find that my sense of joy and peace are heightened. Whatever feeble, misdirected prayers we might offer up to God, we can be sure that genuine prayers of thankfulness are pleasing to God. We feel right with God at that moment and can receive in return you know, a, a sense of peace, a peace that comes from righteousness. And finally, I think my moments of thankfulness have reminded me that God has done things specifically for me. He's been bothered about, as my mother would say, he's been bothered about little old me. And have you ever had a moment of realisation like that? Well, if you have, there's a, there's, you're, if you're like me, there's a consequence, isn't there? We, we realise that God has acted directly in my life in the past. So it gives me trust that he's, like, he's going to do it again in the future. If, it, if this has never struck you, have a go yourself. See if thanking God helps you recognise that he has been actively involved in your life. That he has been sovereign in your life. That things have happened to you that were his will for your life. And then see what that does for your trust in God for the future. There's a flip side, I reckon, also to this being thankful thing, and that's the not being thankful. It seems to me, um, well, I don't know what you'll make of this, a person who does not acknowledge God's goodness by expressing thanks is more likely to dwell on negative things and um, grumble and complain at work and the traffic and church and other, <laughs> other people's lives. That attitude is likely to focus our gaze on the world rather than on God's kingdom and to reinforce a pessimistic rather than hopeful outlook. And if that's where you are right now, maybe more times of thankfulness to God would help. And uh, I'm sure some of you have been sitting there thinking, well, it's all right for him going on about being thankful to God. What about when times are bad? It's easy to be grateful when things are going swimmingly but are we to express thankfulness in the difficult times of life? Um, we're uh, people in our fellowship. We're, we've already alluded to our Ken, haven't we, and Jackie, going through difficult times right now. And it's they that came to mind when I read an article about witnessing when life is turned upside down. The thrust of the article was that believers who impact most are the ones who express gratitude when life, you know, for them is not going well. So they, um, those who respond with sincere, sincere thankfulness when life is upside down are best equipped to impact non-believers. Everyone knows how to handle life when everything goes right, but when other, others see us as believers responding with an attitude of thanks while going through life's toughest trials, that's when we can best communicate to the person of Jesus Christ and how much he means to us. So, in summary, God is our Father. He does good things for us, whether or not we are grateful. But as Jesus made clear in our reading, he would much rather be said, thank you. 
when we thank God for what he has done for us and what he has provided us with, we honor him. He likes it. He doesn't get it from non-believers. And there are benefits to us in the development of our faith. And when things go badly wrong for us, we can most certainly ask for God's help, but at the same time, we can be thankful for who God is, his holy, wise, faithful, forgiving, sovereign, and unchanging. And we can be thankful that God raised Jesus from the dead and has promised that if we believe in Jesus, then the Holy Spirit will live with us in this life, and in the next life, we will reign with him. And no matter what else is going on in your life, if those aren't things to be grateful for, I don't know what is. So, be thankful for all manner of good things that have come from God, and if you can't think of good things, just thank, be thankful for who he is and what he keeps on doing for us. Amen. So, let us now, having learned something of thankfulness, uh, enter a period of um, prayers for intercession. What I like to do, those of you who have been around remembering me doing this before, I like to um, make this rather personal for this fellowship. So if anybody's got anything they'd like to pray about, I mean, I've got things here I'd love to pray about, but I'd also love to hear from you. Does anybody think we should be praying? Stick your hand up, you'll have to shout, we won't bother with the radio much. Should we be praying for someone or something? Iran. Yeah, there's lots of pro lots of sort of why they are pressing women, is that the thing you're asking? Yeah. How in the world it's it's not it's a good thing to lay a woman out in Iran right now. I've got Pakistan and the floods, the still the ongoing impact of those floods. Oh, Petrol station bombing in Ireland. Was it a bombing? No, it's a gas explosion. It was the ex an explosion. Scary, isn't it, that gas can do that at any time and any place? Yeah. How many died? Quite a people. Ten. Kevin and Angie. Do you know what? I'd put them on this list anyway, yeah. Kevin and Angie, moving house, yeah. You can't mumble at me, my hearing's going. Jackie and, yeah. Yeah, they have Buttonshaw family I'd put in there. Well, I've done this as sort of people we know, the church as a whole, nation, and then the world. I sort of get bigger and bigger this thing. So let us pray to this God who listens to us. Father God, we um, come to you in prayer again. We uh, lift up to you um, all a whole manner of a range of issues here. We know you're um, inside every one of them. You know what's going on. You're with the Buttonshaw family. We pray for them. In this sad time, uh, preparing for Tony's funeral especially. And we pray, yes, for Kevin and Angie, waiting, frustrated to... Uh, be able to move out to uh, their new home in Kettering. 
maybe um, let's just pause for a minute. If you know people who are ill and struggling for any other reason, let's just, just quietly pray for them. Why don't you now? Just thinking of us as a family, Father, we do um, pray for this fellowship in, as I said, this period of interregnum. We thank you for all the people doing the jobs. We've seen some of them at work this morning. Will you give us all the strength and the um, faith and the enthusiasm to keep going? Will you guide us through this period? Let it not be a fallow time, but be fruitful for your kingdom. Might not have a minister, but we are still your children who can witness and work for you in this place. But obviously, rather selfishly, we ask that you help call the right person for us to be our new minister. Help us always to listen to what you're saying to us and to follow your guiding. Outside our fellowship, thinking of our nation, it is. Um, Prisons Week, I think one of the notices you've made it alerted that this is Prisons Week and we, we've got a prison here in Milton Keynes. But we pray for all prisons really because they're all in the same pickle. Then we pray for extra staff because they're so short-handed. We pray for peace and calm for the uh, men and women locked up, locked away from their families and friends. Uh, and we pray for all the um, chaplaincy teams well, and the volunteers that go in, uh, that um, there may be an impact while the people are locked away, got plenty of time to think. May they come to think about you, and maybe to turn a corner in their walk in faith while in prison. And yes, we do pray for the folk in Northern Ireland impacted by this explosion. What a shock. For the bereaved, we pray for them injured, I don't know, just help that um, community there come to terms with what's happened. And again, if there's somebody right now over there thinking uh, about big issues and the death, and maybe now um, is the time for you to act in their lives. And out in the wider world, yes, we pray for Iran, for the church in Iran, that it may speak up for you and for um, just a softening in the attitude of the authorities towards women. It seems so unfair that they are so overtly treated as second-class citizens, as it were. So we pray for more freedom for the women in Iran. And in Pakistan, we pray, pray for the folk still stuck in tents and lost their farms and the ongoing impact of those dreadful floods. Again, there's a church out there. Your people are out there in Pakistan. Will you guide them um, and empower them to somehow, most especially at this time, reflect your love to the people of Pakistan? Also in the um, our TV and on the, in the newspapers, we've been hearing this week about dreadful famine in Somalia, uh, aggravated by civil war what a state that country's in, but despite its frailty and weakness and all the problems and issues Somalia faced, we know you are greater than all that, God. 
So we ask you to step in and help start just rescuing the people from the famine. Help the um, agencies to get, uh, aid agencies to get food and medicine over there. And uh, there's been rumblings from the, this ongoing war in Ukraine with Russia. Now we're hearing rumblings about the use of atomic weapons. So we uh, ask you, God, in your sovereign rule, to make sure it never comes to that. And uh, well, again, we pray for the church in Ukraine. Well, and the church in Russia. Both have a role to play in uh, bringing the, uh, all this war and this fighting to an end. So, Father God, it is your world. You see everything going on in it. You, as you say, we understand all these issues. We lift them up to you. And we ask for your peace in the hearts of all the folk affected by the issues we've just been praying about. So come, Holy Spirit, be active, we ask, in the lives of all the people impacted in the issues we've just prayed about. And this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lovely. I think we've got another song now. Let everything that has breath, that's it. So please stand, if you will, and we'll sing our final hymn.
stay standing if you would, because I thought we'd do the blessing together as well, rather than me say it to you. Let's bless each other as together we say. This is from Jude, if you want to know where we got this from. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to glorious presence with our hope and with great joy to the only God be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. And the people of God say? Amen. Lovely.